So in this episode of the Leadersmith Podcast, I want to talk about how you think. I want to talk about your mentality. Like how you process things will lead you either down one path or another. And this is really important to your success. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so in this episode, I want to talk about how you think. Um, in the last episode, I was talking about how your your brain is wired to be politically angry <laughs> all the time, um, and you know we could be dwelling on on the hatred that is going on between political parties, or we could be actually making a difference and taking our whatever it is that our gifts are and magnifying them, whatever our jobs are and making them sing, making successes. So you can do one or another. You can't really do both simultaneously, at least not very easily. So I want to talk about your mentality because this is going to be really important. And a lot of what I have to say comes from a, a great, it's not a book, it's an audio uh, program by T. Harv Ecker. Um, T. Harv Ecker wrote uh, The Millionaire Mindset and some other things. And in True Wealth, he talks about a lot of things that are really useful Um in this regard. So he, he starts by talking about like, what ideas did you pick up as a child? Um, because what the ideas that you picked up there really have shaped you. They, they've uh, changed the way you think and you don't, and you think these are your ideas, but they're really not like, you know, maybe an uncle. And I remember this at Thanksgiving, an uncle asked me about, well, what do you want to do when you get older? And, you know, a little bit later when I was getting older, well, you know, get, go to college and get a good job. And now he had lived his life in a way that, and, and it was, he was trying to give good advice, but he had a very secure job. He wasn't felt, you know, filthy rich or anything, but he had a secure job. He had a good pension. He, and, and so he was advising me down that path. Well, that tape gets into your head. Other people will advise you with other things, but you know, the map of your life, how you think about things, um, gets kind of imprinted young. Now I was talking about I'm talking about this now because I'm working on a uh, a training a two day training um, through the uh, Excellence and Leadership Institute I'll put the links below if you want to see that or get involved in that um, and so I was I was going to be talking about mindset in there and so this is fresh in my mind um, and so but mindset is really really important because you know how you think I, like we have these tapes in our heads those tapes that were imprinted when you were young. They're not the real you. Again, this is T. Harv Eker talking. This is his idea. They're not the real you. And I think I think he's right. They're not you. They're just things that you picked up over time. And you have to distinguish now that you're an adult between what is really something that you want to adopt and what's not. And some things you should you know, just set aside because you're playing these tapes that you picked up. They're not your mind. They're something that your mind is playing to you. And it makes you think that it's your mind. It, it's really kind of a tricky thing. Um... And your brain is really good at uh, helping you survive. Like, don't touch that stove again because it's going to burn you. But it doesn't help you. It, it works against you in some ways in your success unless you're very careful. Again, this is not the real you. It's You're just playing this recording that you picked up in your mind. Now, I, I emphasize that because then I want to talk about, uh, I was reading a book, Getting to Yes 
with yourself by William Urey. William Urey is uh, one of the premier authors on negotiation, and he was uh, he wrote a very a classic book in the field, Getting to Yes. And in Getting to Yes with Yourself, he talks about this. Uh, you have somewhere between 12,000 and 60,000 thoughts in any given day. And psychologists say that 80% of them are negative. Like, you ever do this? You ever like, oh, dummy. I, I say that, right? Like, I have two masters and a PhD. I'm, I know I'm not a dummy, but I call myself that sometimes. And why? What's going on? Your, your self-talk is somehow getting in the way. And your mistakes from your past, and we all have mistakes in the past. We've all committed some sin somewhere along the way. That's just the human condition. Guilt, inadequacy, fear of failure, it's all replaying. And so you got to get past that if you're going to be successful. Okay, so I want to talk about mindset. And I want to talk about a few specific things here, like, for example, scarcity. How it, you know, is it in your mind? Is it just that, like, oh man, I, I better get a, a job, or I better, you know, I better hold on to this job, or else? Or do you have that's a scarcity mentality? Um, if you have it, I don't, right? It's a zero sum game. And, you know, I, I hate those rich because they have all the stuff and I have so little. They've, they've made a lot. Well, now, if you have an abundance mindset, it's very different. Who cares what the rich are doing? They, they're. How do I emulate that? Because if they're doing that, I can do that too. I can create things out of whole cloth, out of thin air. I can uh, produce and be successful and negotiate with people and create something that is a win-win, something that they want. Because I can, I can do it. I can add value to others. Opportunities will come my way, or I can invent opportunities. We can think win-win. So if you have a scarcity mentality, it leads you down one path. If you have a, a an abundance mentality, it leads you down a very different path. And that's all part of those tapes. So you have to decide what it is that you want to listen to. Okay, how do you think about money? Okay, now this is a really big one. How you think about money? Is money the root of all evil? Now, the Bible doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you love money, if you I, I make it an idol, something that you worship over God, that's the root of all evil. Money itself simply amplifies who you are. So if you're a jerk, you're going to be a bigger jerk with money. If you are kind, you're going to use that money in kind ways. So it's not Money is the root of all evil. So if you have that tape and that's holding you back, like, I don't really want money. Why? Okay, that's the tape. Does it fly away? Does, is, it, um, is it something that comes easily to you? Uh, is there something that you can do? Is, like, do you think easy come, easy go when you think about money? Or, or uh, are, you know, so those kind of questions are all going to be um, part of the tapes that are going on. Do you never have enough? Can you attract more easily? How do you think about money? And you have to answer those questions, right? So if you never have enough money, oh, we always have bills. Well, then you're always thinking about, I never have enough. I never have enough. As opposed to, I can attract it by doing something that serves other people. How can I serve other people so that uh, they're, that I reward them and they reward me? If you're thinking that way, it's a different path. Okay, the next thing I want to ask about is, you know, are you achieving what you feel like you're capable of achieving? Like, what is your worth relative to what you're being paid? I mean, you know, some people have a mentality where their self-worth is so small, they even feel like bad about how much they're rewarded when they're not really rewarded that well. Okay, so you can change your value by understanding what you actually have to offer. And, you know, I'm borrowing this from another book. 
this concept here. Sometimes we think like, well, I have to be the best in order to you know, show others or teach others or, you know, demonstrate for others or whatever. No, you don't have to be the best. Like you don't have to be Wayne Gretzky. And again, I'm borrowing this concept. Um, you don't have to be Wayne Gretzky in order to be a great hockey coach because there's a peewee league and then there's a high school league and maybe a college league that could use your experience. If you're an excellent coach, right? You've played for years, like getting people up to speed. You don't have to be Wayne Gretzky. In fact, Wayne Gretzky would be a terrible coach for these people because he can help you with the fine details. But if they are having a hard time skating or getting in position or whatever it is, you don't want Wayne Gretzky coaching them. He's he's too much for them, but maybe you are. And as long as you're a little bit ahead of where they are, you can be useful. You can be a coach. You can be an asset to them. And you need to think in those kind of terms. So you need to change the value that you give to yourself. And then the last one I want to talk about is this personal responsibility. Do you take personal responsibility? Are you waiting for somebody to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, I, I've noticed you and, and you now are leader or you now are manager or you now make money or if you're waiting for that, you're foolish. You have to take personal responsibility for yourself. You're responsible for the, for yourself. And if you get into this trap, terrible trap of saying, well, you know, the system stacked against me because I'm a fill in the blank of whatever you think it is. I'm a woman. I'm this race. I am that. No, th let me preface. Are there extra impediments? Yes, there are extra impediments for various classes. But, you know, there's going to be majority groups that are going to say, well, because there's reverse discrimination, there's this. And there is now more than ever reverse discrimination. So you, whatever it is, it, it all becomes um, moot if you take personal responsibility. And what I mean by that, and, and when I, like, I spent a summer, two summers ago, 2019, I guess it was, just reading nothing but personal productivity and success literature, like reading, watching, whatever. And there are guys that were saying like, look, if it rains, it's my fault. And when you take that level of personal responsibility, you're going to be successful. You can't help but being successful, regardless of what else is going around around you, you will be successful. And if anybody else, anybody else is doing it, you can do it too. Anybody. Okay, so that leads us to the quotation for contemplation for today it comes from the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. He says this, the system that you have is perfectly geared to give you what you're getting. Okay, and that's kind of dub, but it's kind of profound. The system that you have is perfectly geared to give you what you're getting. And so with that, the element in the system is your effort. The element in your system is mindset. And your mindset is going to shape your effort. So if you can change your mindset, you shape your efforts and you get something different from the system. Hey, I hope that helps you think about how we should be thinking to be successful uh, and those, those kinds of things. Go back and listen again if you need to and, and just really think about what your mindset is, what the tapes are playing. Are they things that are going to propel you to success or things that are going to hinder you from your success?